0: Welcome back to another episode of Between the Lines. Welcome back you did promise you'd come back if I recall but I shouldn't act so surprised it is quite the wrong reaction Well, nevertheless it's always reassuring to see a loyal customer back in my store I knew my story recommendations were too good to resist I know a story when I see one Uh, mm, how's my week been oh it's been busy planning always planning, it's good to keep a routine, to plan every day in advance it grants me a sense of control. Life is all about control, how you command every second of your day. Seconds are like the leftovers from food, people just throw out their scraps like it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> Only the foolish optimist can deny the dark realities of the moment. Roosevelt's words, not mine. Some people just don't understand the importance of time and timing. I do. It's a skill rather than a habit. Now that I say it out loud... So few people get it right, but, oh, (laughs) do I get it right. I never waste a second. Each one is an opportunity, and I never give an opportunity the chance to leave. Uh, I've drifted off once again. Apologies. I get wrapped up in these uh, deep thoughts sometimes. It's hard to entangle myself from them. Let's, uh, Let's see what books I have here. I had this book picked out for you during the week. I thought you might appreciate a story that's got more of a fear factor packed into it. Here it is. Well, I won't delay you any longer. Get started. This is one of those stories that you can imagine yourself in. Makes you question, what would I do in this dilemma? You'll see what I mean. Take a seat on the red couch. Enjoy.
1: Ivy felt as someone was hitting her over her head repeatedly with a hammer. Her head ached, and as she opened her eyes, her vision was blurry, her eyelids heavy. The room she was in was dim, and as her eyes adapted to it, she realized that she wasn't alone. Four people lay beside her. On instinct, her breath sharpened with fear, and she inched back from them. She then realized that she was chained to the wall, a heavy manacle around her wrist. It was then she noticed that the people were apparently asleep, eyes closed and breathing deeply. Hello? She managed. No reply. She leaned back against the wall. She closed her eyes, trying to force herself to wake up from this nightmare. She reopened her eyes, expecting to be greeted by her dog licking her face, the sun streaming through the thin curtains and the smell of her mom's cooking from downstairs. Instead, she was greeted with a girl in the corner, rocking back and forth, arms crossed over her chest, muttering something as though it was a mantra, too quick to distinguish words. Are you okay? Ivy asked, extending her hand. The girl crooked herself up. She observed her from under her bangs. She glared at her in silence before curling her lips into a murderous smile. I think you should be worried about yourself, she said, pointing to Ivy's wrist. Ivy adverted her line of sight to her wrist. A red liquid was dripping from it. She knew it was blood, but she just convinced herself otherwise. Are you okay there, Ivy? The girl asked. Ivy quickly turned her head. She could hear her heartbeat pounding in her chest. She knitted her eyebrows together and took a deep breath and attempted to compose herself. How how do you know my name? She stuttered. Her body began to tremble unconsciously, and she gritted her teeth by habit. She brought her knees to her chest and held them together, fighting the urge to shake uncontrollably. The girl's murderous eyes observed her once more, before her thin, dry lips curled into a smile again. Ivy brought her hands up to her lips and began to nervously bite them. You're wearing a name tag, just like the rest of us. The girl said, referring to the two other boys and the lonely girl across from them. Ivy glanced at her, and then her name tag. She was barely able to make out the letters to read it. The light behind was too dark. She lay back and sighed. But? She managed before stopping abruptly. Never mind. She continued shaking her head. Before the girl could say anything, a passage revealed itself from behind her, with a scrape of the wall. Ivy fell through the gap, backwards, shocked, too quickly to scream. She stared into the mysterious room, breath catching in her throat. Old, damaged lights flickered on with a buzz of electricity. Two rooms were separated by a metal door. The rooms both seemed to be identical, except for one having a teacher's desk in the front. They appeared to be old classrooms, as old cobwebbed bookshelves surrounded the perimeter. Behind the metal door, Ivy could see the second room, where four more people were tied up like the rest of them. Her head throbbed as she struggled to blink in the bright light, scrambling to try and sit up and biting her dry, cracked lips. (coughs) A gruesome odour burned in her nostrils and down her throat, almost making her gag. She could almost taste it. She knew the smell, but she couldn't put her finger on it. She turned to the girl from earlier with fear in her eyes. She instinctively tore the rusty, dirty, heavy manacle of her wrist, setting herself free. Names were carved into one of the blackboards. Ivy Pandora Ian Crystal, she whispered. Other names were up there, too. She wanted to believe it was a cruel joke, but as she looked again, she realised it wasn't just a joke. It was the cruel reality. She scrambled to her feet, still horribly aware of the situation. Trailing her old sneakers across the creaking wooden floor, she managed to get herself to one of the desks. She slammed her hands on the desk, causing it to shake. What what the...? She stuttered, grabbing the attention of everyone. Pandora, the girl she had met earlier, raced from her original spot and moved beside her. She stared, licking her dry lips before facing the terrified teenagers. She held a letter in her hands. Out of pure curiosity, the rest of them moved closer to her, into the first room. I hope you like the setting. She read slowly, her eyes flickering across the printed words. There was a short pause before a short-haired brunette rose to her feet, tears glistening in her eyes. She held her trembling body tightly, as though fearful it would fall apart. What the fuck? Where's the bastard that left that? She screamed, tears trickling down her cheeks. The seven teenagers still seated, rose in fury, shouting and cursing out of rage and fear. Yeah. yeah, where where is he? Where what are, we, where where are, are we? we? What's going on? What, what is this place? How going did on? we get here? Who, who, why are we so tight? Why were we shadowed? I don't, I don't know. what. A microphone switched on and ceased the chatter.
2: Ah, uh, it seems like everyone has awoke.
1: A voice said, disguised in a heavy layer of autotune, crackling static overlaying the words.
2: I have invited you all here to participate in my game. You must obey me.
1: And what if we don't, you bastard? The weeping girl called out.
2: What vulgar language, but good question. If you don't, then what's the point of you even being here? I guess I would have to dispose of you.
1: Silence filled the classroom. They stood quietly, fearing what would come next.
2: I would love to talk more, but I have some plans to make this game even more exciting. In each desk, you should find a map and a bag. A rule book should be behind you. Remember, follow each rule carefully, because I am watching your every move.
1: The microphone turned off. The teenagers looked around at each other, looking for something, anything that could give them a slight sense of hope. They glanced at the thin red book, presumably the rule book. They stood in place, waiting for someone to open the book, or for someone to proclaim this as a terrible practical joke, anything. Finally. Ivy stepped forward, biting her lips, attempting to conceal her fear as she opened the red book. Let the game begin, she read aloud.
0: Was I right? About the fear factor? I think so. The way it leaves you on a cliffhanger as well, what's going to happen next, really does add to the suspense. Oh, what do you think of Ivy? Finally stepping up at the end and taking charge to tackle this problem head on. Or maybe you think she wasn't really standing up to it more, giving in to the voice and what it wants more importantly though do you think you could be as brave as ivy to stand up to the mysterious voice you'll forgive me but you don't seem like the rebellious type but you are inquisitive there are benefits to questioning things you know question everything no matter how truthful it may seem hmm maybe that's why i suggested this story to you No matter how scary things are, no matter how set your fate may be, question everything. Well, I'm afraid I have to show you out of the shop. I freed up my evening to attend a seminar all about writing. Eh, I guess I never mentioned it before that I write. I do tend to write a lot. I'm always looking to get better. Always looking for that next story. This seminar is about narrative. And how to capture your audience having your audience's attention throughout the story is vital especially from the beginning and with that i bid you a good evening and remember always read between the lines Thank you for listening to another episode of Between the Lines. This week's short story was written by Amina Trabue. Tune in next week for another episode of Between the Lines.